Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Listening to the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers, episode 236 The Anatomy of an Animated Trilogy. Welcome to the Animation Addicts podcast with the Rotoscopers, the number one place to get your animation fix with animation addicts just like you. Each episode, we dive into the wonderful world of animation featuring Disney, DreamWorks, Pixar, and everything in between. From hilarious discussions and movie reviews to interviews with industry insiders, this show's mission is to brighten your day through our love of animation. So hop on your nerdy couch, grab some snacks, and get ready to hang out with your animation besties because it's time to dive into today's episode. Hey there, animation addicts. I'm your host, Chelsea Robson. And I'm Morgan Stradling. We just got done talking about the third and fourth installments of the Hotel Transylvania. Mm -hmm. And we have one of those sparks of inspiration of like, hey, this is something we need to dig into because there aren't that many animated films that have a trilogy or more. And we thought, why don't we go about these and decide, rank, you know, just talk about our favorite trilogies in animated films. Yeah. Initially, I was thinking, okay, let's talk about sequels and trilogies and kind of lump them in together. But there are so many animated films that have sequels that it would just kind of make this discussion a little bit muddy. So I made it even more specific and decided, hey, let's talk about trilogies, because if a franchise makes it to a trilogy, it's really doing something right in theory. (laughs) And so with that, this gives us a small enough list to discuss, but it also is just a really interesting discussion of you know if a movie gets to this point what makes it good and what makes it bad because there are some really great trilogies out there i'm going to spoil it you know the toy story trilogy and yes some of these do have you know fourth or fifth films so if it has at least a trilogy we're going to talk about it and uh, we will maybe discuss the other films in the franchise but uh, then there are also some trilogies that just exist and are really, really bad. And, and we will talk <laughs> about those as well. So before we jump into that, I wanted to showcase one of our newest five-star reviews. And that is from Jazz Capri. And she, Jazz Capri says, my favorite animated podcast. I have been following the website and listening to the podcast for years. I love listening to the hosts who love animation as much as I do talk in depth about movies. It's always fun, never boring, and they bounce off each other so well. I love this podcast. Why, thank you, Jazzy Woo-hoo! Capri. We love you. We love you. And I'm I'm just amazed right now, before we jump into our discussion, 
I cannot believe that we're hitting 10 years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that just blows my mind. Right. Very, very mind-blowing. It feels like we just started, yet it feels so long at the same time. Very paradoxical. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump into this, shall we? Let's. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. All right, so before we get started, so I've kind of broken down the anatomy of a great trilogy. But before I do, I want to just mention a list of some of the animated trilogies that we're going to be talking about. Now, obviously, this isn't a full list. This is just what we kind of came up with initially. Uh, it's mostly if the films have been theatrically released. There's a ton of trilogies, for example, that Disney has done. Um, and so some of those are on our list and some aren't. For example, the Lion King trilogy, you know, we, we put that on here. Whereas the Peter Pan trilogies, you know, we didn't. What about so, Aladdin? Or, oh, Aladdin. Oh, like, I got to put Aladdin. Hold on. I'm, okay, okay. Like, if we're okay. adding Lion King, we got to add Aladdin. On okay, okay. So as you can see, it's uh, kind of amorphous. It's kind of however we feel. But let me let me give you our <laughs> top 11. And then I have a few asterisks underneath. And we'll go from there. So Toy Story. And these are in no particular yes. order. They're not necessarily ranked. Um, they're just, we were spouting them off. So Toy Story, How to Train Your Dragon, Kung Fu Panda, Cars, Ice Age, Madagascar, Despicable Me, Hotel Transylvania, Shrek, Pokemon, the Lego movie. And now our, you know, subcategory, the ones with kind of the asterisk next to it. We like it. You know, we wanted to talk about it or we don't like it or whatever. This one princess, <laughs> the Lion King, <laughs> Aladdin, and Wallace and Gromit. So a lot Wallace and Gromit were like, eh, it's not really a trilogy, but there are multiples of those movies. So it's definitely a franchise. So I don't know. That's why we're kind of like, eh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You deserve to be on the list. So we'll go from there. But I still think Land Before Time deserves at least a mention. Well, well okay. Throw the Land Before Time on there. <laughs> the first one was theatrically released. And then, you know, then they... Went off went and went, from went there. crazy. Want to come with <laughs> who? Know, I think seventeen or eighteen different sequels at this point. So yeah, so that let's lead with that. So there's the good trilogy and franchise, and the bad. And usually, the thing that's gonna take a trilogy and and spark a trilogy is a really great first film. I think majority yeah. of these films were never envisioned to be a trilogy. Versus some films that are based on books and, and there was always a trilogy in mind, for example, The Lord of the Rings, you know, that was always envisioned to be a trilogy, right? Um, and it's very, very good example of a trilogy. But I feel like the majority of these animated films, it was more of a one-off idea that they had, Toy Story, Lion King, Aladdin, and then it proved so successful and so popular that then they moved into making more films. Do you agree? I agree. How to Train Your Dragon was not. Yes, good call out. I, I believe Kung Fu Panda was not. Mm -hmm. Okay. And that's all I got. Okay, cool. <laughs> the majority, yeah. So it's interesting that for the most part, they start off standalone and then move into trilogy. And I think what really makes the anatomy of a great trilogy is having that vision 
of where you want this to go, right? It, it needs, uh, sometimes the trilogies go bad because they just feel cobbled together and kind of just, they feel separated from each other. Um, you just have an idea and you just throwing things at the wall because you need to get a movie out there. Um, and that's not great for, and, and another thing is the three act structure. I think that's one of the most important things. You know, we've discussed the three act structure in movies and how important it is to help drive a film and make it feel like it it's going somewhere. And then it has this relief and this closure at the end. The Western three act structure is really, really great for that. And likewise, you can apply this to multiple things. And I think you can apply it to a trilogy. So if you have an original movie and then you're going to broaden it out to a sequel or a, or a threequel potentially, I think it's really important that the filmmakers, even if you're just making a second film, take a step back and, and think, okay, well, if this is part two of three, potentially, even if it never happens, where does this go? Where are these three movies eventually going to take us? Um, and I think with that vision ahead of time, in the leadership, in the, the filmmakers, and the directors, producers, it helps the film, the films feel complete and whole. Yeah, there's definitely an anatomy that needs to be followed in order to keep somebody's attention over three movies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you look at some movies where, or some trilogies where eh, generally the second one is not the film that anybody goes to because generally it ends up with a cliffhanger. It doesn't feel complete in and of itself. And it's just like the step to get to the third. Uh, yes. But there are some where I feel like, no, this is a this is a a cohesive story on its own. Like, I feel like the Toy Story original trilogy did that. Oh, yes. Um, the Toy Story one was its own thing. And then they're like, OK, we're going to do a second. And now here's the second. And I think the over the arc of the whole thing is actually Andy and his relation, um, Woody's relationship with Andy over those three films. Mm -hmm. But in each one is just as, well, I mean, just as Woody is learning who he is. Yeah. Toy Story 3 is just such an example. I feel like it's the pinnacle of a trilogy and it probably makes our top list. It, that, you do not have a soul if you did not cry at the end of Toy Story 3. Exactly. They, yes. They, <laughs> they had earned that moment with all the other work that they had put in all three of the movies leading up to that. We believe that relationship. We love that relationship. It always goes back to Woody's relationship with Woody, <laughs> Woody's relationship with Andy and seeing that having to be severed because it's time and it's just part of growing up and it's what needed for Andy and for Woody. It hurts, but it feels really complete, even though, it, yeah. even though it hurts a little bit at the end and you're still not, you know, 100% satisfied. It's not a true 100% happy ending. But despite that, you cannot disagree that it's a fantastic, I mean, you can if, if you want to, but you can't really disagree. <laughs> we will not it, let you. <laughs> it's an amazing trilogy. Yeah. And they do it, do it so well. I love, you know, exactly what you said. It, if you take a step back, yes, it's about Woody, but Woody's growth and arc over the three films is really framed in his relationship to Andy and the different stages of life that Andy is in. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So you, you also mentioned cliffhangers. So I feel like, like you said, every movie should feel distinct. You know, it, I feel the three act structure should exist within each of the films. Um, uh -huh. I personally just don't love it. If one of the films, maybe one leading into two, which usually doesn't happen or two leading into three, which we see more often occasionally, um, they just lead it with a cliffhanger. 
So we know that it's a third one is coming, but we're not getting the resolution that we need in the second film. And so for that reason, I don't think that the the franchise feels as as good and as as um satisfying. So this isn't animated, but definitely the Pirates of the Caribbean series. First one, yeah. incredible off the charts. The second one, so they had an idea of where they wanted this to go, but the execution in those films was really terrible, really poor. Um, there was a lot of stuff that got cut out in editing. It's it's fascinating to read about that. I think it could have been a lot better, um, but they pulled a lot of the mythology out and the explanation scenes for how the mythos of the, the curse worked. And so it ended up leaving people super confused about like, how does it, what's going on? And then they end it kind of on this cliffhanger leading into the third. So, hey, cool, we're getting another film, but uh, wait, what What just happened? So I feel like that's an example of, of not necessarily doing it well. And if you talk to people, they don't really have that great of things to say um, about that trilogy. Like, I don't know right. people, and, and I'm like, I try to be Team Pirates of the Caribbean, but even me, when I watch the second and the third one, it just doesn't have the... <laughs> the gusto and the excitement that the first one had, you know, and I, I just don't love it. <laughs> you know, I really want to, but I just don't, I'll watch the first one all you want. I think but. it's, I think it, it's because, you know, they meant it to only be a first one. Right. And then they cobbled together something after that, right. which was weird because they could have, they could, they could have left it. <laughs> there were so many things that they could have done with the first one. And then they just, created something entirely something different right um i mean they gave the little threads in there of yeah. you know of will being his dad being a pirate in the first film and so like they, they used that as a springboard but it just didn't translate yeah but i look at something like how to train your dragon and the first how to train your dragon is pick up becoming friends with the dragon and then this number two is both of them becoming the chief of their tribe respectively and then the third one is them going their own way and becoming separate on their own um so i i liked how they did that one um that that one did not have a cliffhanger so i was glad about that mm -hmm. and then you have something like cars where cars cars 3 was a joke on our <laughs> website years before oh, yeah. it became a thing and it's like, why? <laughs> yes, it was our April Fool's joke. It wasn't ever meant to happen. Everyone thought that, oh, this is so crazy. The second one was so bad. There's no way. Oh, but yeah. there was a way. Well, and and that's kind of how the Ice Age situation went. Mm -hmm. Madagascar. That, you know, they jump into four and five, and Madagascar kind of was the same way. Despicable Me, eh, they, that's, a, that's not a cohesive story. I mean, yeah, those are the really the only ones that are like cohesive, cohesive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, we we included Pokemon on the list, and the the way that the Pokemon franchise works is that for every series that the the TV show has, you know, they they have like a season. Every season culminates with a movie, and there's been you know dozens of maybe not dozens, but quite a few different seasons, and so those more tie into that franchise um and so they, they they really do feel disconnected from an, one another you know there'll be new characters because new characters were introduced in the tv show and you've yeah. she's just th this person's just there you know so i'd probably remove that from my list of a, a trilogy because it's not yeah. it's, a, it's more of a franchise um uh -huh. shrek is a really really great example of 
just the first two films are beyond amazing blow it out of the water shrek mm-hmm. 2 so good it was oh, really good it's so good and then shrek 3 it's like wait what what happened here what, what yeah. what's going on you know and then they continue with four and then potentially a five but what i think for any of these if even if your franchise is going to continue beyond a trilogy i still feel like the it is best if you still treat movie three as the ending of a three-act structure it just yeah. feels good it's kind of like the the golden ratio in mm-hmm. in art and mathematics and it's 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 proven time and time again that if you do your art in this way you construct your buildings in this way it's aesthetically pleasing and we gravitate to it and it's beautiful it's just a law of nature this golden ratio yeah. right and i feel like the three act structure likewise is that for movies is that if you can kind of structure things in a three part narrative with a beginning middle and end it just feels good to us and that's not saying we can't continue on we can't have a four and a five but four and five need to go down a different path um start Mm -hmm. and start a new trilogy if you will i think that's actually you know talking about different trilogies star wars star wars does that really well well um well (laughs) let me take that rewind star wars does this this. (laughs) the first one beloved right the the first trilogy you know four five six new hope trilogy right and then we have the prequel, and then we have the one that goes after the original trilogy. But there, each one of those films is its own film within the trilogy, and, and it helps it make a little bit make it a little bit more digestible. Okay, so going back to one more point that I feel is the anatomy of a great trilogy is characters. It's important that it can be important, and, and typically you would like to introduce new characters in movies two and three. Just to yeah. keep it fresh. Usually, you know, you're you're going maybe to a new location and there just needs to be something new introduced. Not always, but typically they do. And new characters can take you down, obviously, one of two paths, good or bad. And I think new characters, they need to be introduced, but not so many um, where they overwhelm the existing cast. Because remember, the 3X structure needs to have a beginning, middle, and end. And so the original characters should be our someone from the original characters should be the storyline and the plot line that we're following throughout it it shouldn't focus on a new character let's say jesse in in movie two and three she can be a part of it but it it shouldn't become jesse's movie in movie three um it, it would feel disconnected and it wouldn't feel satisfying you know it's about woody and andy and we see them throughout in how to train your dragon it's about hiccup and toothless and we see them throughout right in Kung Fu Panda, it's Poe. We see him throughout. Um, so definitely you want to in- encourage and have new characters. It- it's the spice of life, if you will. But sometimes people are so excited to have a brand new cast of characters that the existing cast gets lost. And I think a good example of this one is in Toy Story 4. Um, it's not necessarily, you know, trilogy. But in the fourth movie, they by this point, we have quite the cast of characters. And mm-hmm. it's really frustrating because we love some of these characters a lot. And they just get push to the side jesse who is a doll <laughs> yeah literally and and bullseye just kind of hang out in the rv and yeah. they they don't well, really even, have even much buzz. to do and buzz buzz is part of i'd say you know important too but again this is the four so you know yes maybe by movie four we're focusing on a new cast of characters you know they bring back bo peep but 
but for, as an audience member, I felt very disappointed and sad that I didn't get to see those characters that I loved. And because they had to make room for Gabby Gabby and all of these other people that you just couldn't focus on 20 characters. Right. And, you know, so I, I personally, you know how I feel about Toy Story 4. I don't love it. Right. It's not good. I hated it. Um, and I think that's one reason. People yeah. you had grown to love at that point in time just get shoved in the corner for kind of no apparent reason. Yeah. Other than we can't focus on everyone, which I get. Yeah. I mean, looking at, let's go, let's go to the, like, Lion King, Aladdin. Let's talk about Aladdin. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about Aladdin, because, you know, we got it. Um, so you have the very first one that comes out, and then, you know, it it started the sequel train. It was mm-hmm. basically the granddaddy of all direct-to-video craziness. And so you had the second one, and that one was not great, obviously. And then you it moves back and goes to the third one because people were so ticked off about mm-hmm. the, third, the second one. And the third one, I love. King of Thieves is one of my absolute favorites of the, mm-hmm. if I'm going to put together a, a trilogy or something, like if that one were canon, which I consider it canon, I see that one as interesting because they almost did it because they had to save it. Mm-hmm. When you look at all these other movies and if they they add a third because they want to continue it like they want to you know keep milking that cash cow but this one they're like uh no we gotta we've got to make this better because otherwise people will hate us and i appreciated that you know so uh, the aladdin series is an example of not a good trilogy not a bad trilogy um and and it really stems on the fact of return of jafar return of jafar does a ton of things wrong that cause it to not fall in the the world of the greats. And this happens with movies from time to time, where when they have a sequel, they, instead of coming up with something new and exciting, they just bring back the old. And so we talk about, hey, you need new characters introduced. Um, But on the polar opposite of that, we're going to introduce no new characters, no new plot lines, really, because we know what works. And they do that with Jafar and and. Iago essentially being the bad guys is Iago the bad guy in the second one? Uh, he like yeah, goes back kind of, yeah. kind of yeah. So, but, but mostly Jafar. Jafar, he was captured. He was done with. We ten thousand years in the cave of wonder to chill you out, and then he's back like right away. So the big payoff and all the hard work that Aladdin had done in the first film is totally unraveled, and it's like, oh, well, he's here's Jafar. He's a genie, yeah, but he's still doing genie stuff, or he's still doing Jafar shenanigans. And right. it's not well executed. Um, there's, you know, and then obviously having the genie's voice be different, you know, there's a, there's a variety of things happening there. But that does happen from time to time with these movies is, hey, let's just rehash uh, a plot line which we'd already done. Talking about Swan Princess, you know, I'd recently watched all of the Swan Princess films, all 10 of them. <laughs> And they frequently do this, um, especially in a two and three, some of the other ones, it's like, Odette is turned into a swan right. again. And it's like, how many times do we have to do this? How many times does she have to be turned into a swan? Where it gets kind of old. You know, yes, that was the really cool, exciting thing in the first film, and, and she had to overcome it. And yes, your series is called The Swan Princess, your franchise. But is there another way? Could, could a, maybe Odette turn into a swan instead? <laughs> I would prefer something else. Oh, oh, yeah, Derek. Yes. Man swan. Something <laughs> different, you know? And, and so I think the lesser tier trilogies are the ones that kind of rehash. And I think that's one of the problems with the new Star Wars trilogy 
is, um, you know, with Ray is the movie seven was just a rehash of movie four. It's like, yeah, really? We're building the Death Star again. We uh-huh. did that in it's movie six. Bigger. Yeah, it's it's very unsatisfying for a, a viewer. And I don't know why filmmakers think and feel that, hey, if we just give them what we gave them, they'll like it. And yeah. Most of the time, people don't. Well, and I mean, I would say that is the same thing with The Incredibles 2. It just was a story swap instead of being Bob's. Now it's his wife's story, but they mm-hmm. don't, they, he didn't like change how the character, the main character, like handled the problems that came at them. It's the same story. Mm-hmm. It didn't extend on individual characters and what their motivations are and what their fears are, what their misbeliefs are. And I think that's also an issue too, is when you don't have really developed characters and you just kind of feel like anybody would do this. It it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what happens until you know why it matters Mm -hmm. to that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally agree. And I look at, okay, you look at something like Ice Age. I don't know what to say about Ice Age. Like (laughs) it's episodic. Um, And it's kind of like Wallace and Gromit, even though I have more of an affinity toward Wallace and Gromit, just because it's, I maybe just because it's shorter and you just expect it to be what it is. What it is. But Ice Age, because they're like full-fledged movies about no real change, it makes it weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where are they going with this trilogy? Uh Uh-huh. And even Madagascar, I don't really know what happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) in that, you know? Yeah. I can't tell you where it was leading. Where it ended. Yeah. Yeah. When you hear Toy Story, everyone can tell you what happened there. Yeah. How to Train Your Dragon. You can tell you what happened there. Cars? No. uh, Yeah, I can. I I can. You know, it's with Lightning McQueen. Eventually, you know, the the student becomes the coach in a way. You know, his dream is over. Whatever. You know, the beginning one is him becoming the superstar racer. Second one is racing again but international (laughs) and the third one is him coming to to grips with your career ending and having to a new phase of life so it is a little bit slightly more satisfying than some of these other ones but don't love it (laughs) hotel transylvania let's talk about it okay so you have the first one where uh it's all about mavis Mm -hmm. and her love interest her zing and then the second one is now they've got a kid and bring a kid into the picture and mm-hmm. also his dad. And then number three, it's we need a family vacation and we're going to go on. We're, you need a girlfriend again. Yeah. So three feels weird. It does feel Compared weird. to the first two, because it was like kind of, even though Dracula was there, it kind of followed. M- Mavis's arc was the one that caused Dracula to grow yes. for each one of those. It was through Mavis that he had these experiences. And in the fourth one, Mavis is relished, relinquished, excuse me, to a background character who has an opinion on what he's doing, but it's not the one that's foreseeing anything. Yeah. And then as far as Lego movie, man, that one was, it had, the first one was so good. Second one, I don't know. <laughs> not. That's another one that I'm like, I don't, I don't know where that ended. Well, and then there's the Batman Lego movie and the Ninjago. So it's not necessarily a trilogy. It's more of a right. franchise at that point. Um, yeah. Because even though the third one includes characters from the th- from the first, which is Lego Batman, it's not the story of Lego Batman in the first two films. He just happens to be there, you know, and is is a character. So, so is that a difference between the trilogy and the franchise? Then, so if you're looking at franchises, 
Are you more of a fan of a franchise or are you more of a fan of a trilogy? No, I'm, a trilogy? I'm a fan of a trilogy and a well-done trilogy because it has a very satisfying end and conclusion. Uh-huh. Even, for example, you know, Marvel films, it feels like those are just like this giant web of films, but they, they can have resolution even within that, you know, just having seen the new Spider-Man film, you know, there were three of those standalone Spider-Man films, Marvel and Sony and Tom Holland. Um, there are more plans, supposedly, but the end of this third one really feels like a bookend to uh -huh. like that era of Spider-Man. Gonna... Don't spoil me. No, no, I will not. But, but it, meaning it does it in a really great way. It's like, okay, very satisfying ending opens the door for more without taking away from what's happened before. So okay. I think that's a good example. Okay. So, so really kind of just breaking it down, it feels like a good trilogy needs to have one main character who were following its arc. And we've seen it, we've discussed different examples of where they started that and then they kind of drop it. <laughs> Uh, you know, Hotel Transylvania, it's still about Dracula, but it, it kind of gets weird. And it doesn't feel yeah. like at the end, if you were going to tell me at the end of the one and two, like, where does this, where does this trilogy end? Oh, it's going to end with him finding a girlfriend. Wait, right. what? It's going to be Wait, moving how? back to him and forgetting. Yeah, that yeah. It, it, it didn't feel like that's where we were being led with Dracula. So a little disappointing with that, you know, but Toy Story, it's all about, you know, Andy growing up and Woody as a result, you know, so... Having one main character who, whose story we're following throughout is really important, I've realized, through this discussion. Three, and three-act structure, huge. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Toy Story forever is the king of trilogies. <laughs> it is. And if they would have just stopped there, I would have been fine and dandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. But it's I agree. Fine. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Let us know your thoughts on trilogies and animated trilogies. Go to rotoscopers.com slash 236 and leave your comments there and also go to the Instagram post for this episode and let us know your thoughts. We will join you in the comments on that post. This has been really, really fun. And it's made me reassess and think about the different trilogies that I'm watching and why it's good and why it's bad. And I think, I think we've kind of nailed down on some pretty critical pieces. Yeah. And before we forget, we will be recording our 10-year anniversary spectacular in the next little bit. So we want to make sure that we get your thoughts, opinions, and celebrations. So send us your emails, contact at rotoscopers.com and your voicemails, rotoscopers.com slash voicemails. And let us know your thoughts, your favorite moment from the show, your favorite episode, your favorite quote, or, or something that connects you to the show, which you love. Just let us know, send it to us, and we will be celebrating along with you. We're excited to go on this 10-year anniversary ride. This is also a great time to ask all the questions you want to know about Morgan and all of her antics in her home, within reason. <laughs> yes, uh, everyone's been anxiously waiting for this so they can finally, <laughs> finally find out. <laughs> I, I, I hear things, Morgan. I hear people really want to know. Well, then you'll have to ask and you shall find out. There we go. All right. That's all we have for this episode of the Animation Addicts podcast. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for being a supporter. Whether you leave us a five-star review, share with your friends, or you join our patron community, we appreciate it and love it. We have been doing a lot of fun things with our patrons. We usually go monthly. We will do some sort of episode where we'll do a rotocast where we hang out with the patrons and we talk about lots of different things we'll do a watch along where we pick a movie we watch it together have a good time and you know i want to start doing some more trivia nights 
where there's these different apps that you can use where we plug in all the questions and then you guys can do trivia live with us. So lots of fun things coming for our patron community. All right, that's all we have for today. Until next time, we are the Rotoscopers. Cool. Coolio. Okay, so we have four. Wait. No. You've been listening to the Animation Addicts podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave us a five-star review. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you want to help spread the word, be sure to share the podcast with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag us at Rotoscopers on Instagram and use the hashtag Animation Addicts. For all the links and full show notes for this episode, go to rotoscopers.com slash podcast. Now, if you still can't get enough for your animation fix, be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and visit rotoscopers.com for more animation news, reviews, and interviews. Thanks for listening. 